0: Hey world, it's your host, Marcelle. Thanks for tuning into my podcast, Run On Thoughts. Here, we talk about everything and nothing because we are not afraid to be all of ourselves, even as we evolve. And that's my thought for my fellow thought thinkers as we unpack our traumas, past hurts, and other BS. Y'all ready? Let's go. I am ready. Are you ready, thought thinkers? I cannot believe that we have arrived at episode nine, season five. Today's topic, we will be discussing feelings, and the title is, Feel What You Feel. The reason why this topic is important to me is because I have often highlighted joy in my life through gratitude, right? And although I am grateful for everything, right? It took a long time for me to get here. My mom was an addict. That's not a secret. And I knew lots of addicts because it was the height of the drug epidemic but I, my mom passed away when I was eight. That's not a secret either. A little boy yelled it out the window and told me that my mom died. It didn't register with my psyche. Then my sister and I were called into the kitchen. This is what I remember because I have learned that sometimes what people remember in their own brain and psyche is very different. But I remember my sister and I being called into the kitchen and my aunts and my grandmother telling us that my mom was dead. It took a long time for them to find my mom. She was always gone, so that wasn't irregular to me, so I was never really looking for her. But I do remember that after finding out that my mom had died, I did not cry. I remember seeing my cousins cry or at least that's what I remember in my head. My grandmother didn't have a house phone, so I had to go to the next door neighbor's house to call my aunt, the aunt that raised me. Now, I didn't always remember this, but the reason why I went next door to call my aunt is because even before my mother died, my sister and I lived with my mom. My mom had come to my aunt's house to try to take us and there was a literal tug of war with me my mom and my cousin and my aunt stepped in after my mother said that my father told her she could take us my mom took us back now my aunt's house there was stability i had my own room i had my own things and there was structure as an adult, I recognize that those things are important to me. So I, even at seven, did not want to go back and live with my mom because although I knew she loved me, it was living conditions were in a state of chaos, poverty, and struggle. Love nonetheless, but heavy on the struggle. So. Back to going next door to the neighbor's house, I called my aunt. She said, do you want me to come and get you? I said, yes. She said, pack your things. I said, okay. I stuffed my sister and I's things in a trash bag. I do not know what happened between the adults I don't know if they had a conversation. I don't know if something was said. I know that I stood on my grandmother's porch. I waited for my aunt to show up to come and get us, and we left. I do remember my little sister not wanting to go, but we had to go anyway, right? We get to my aunt's house. My cousin lives in our room. It's brown. Well, this is the colors that are in my head. My aunt goes to Siemens. She goes to some paint store. I don't know who paints the room. The room gets painted uh, baby blue. We get beds from Siemens, twin beds. We get a dresser. We get a little dresser in between our beds. I'm telling you this story with my eyes closed because that's the only way that I am able to remember. We get a TV. I remember that we are registered for school. I remember that my aunt then registers us for dancing school because we needed something to do. And I remember structure, rules, regulations, and life as I have grown to know it resumes. Not once did anyone ever ask us how we felt. Not once did my sister and I ever go to therapy. Not once did anyone hug us, kiss us, say, do you miss your mom? Do you need a mom? It was just is. So that is one of the reasons why feel what you feel is so important to me. And I think it is where I first fell in love with words because I lived in my head. I didn't have anyone to discuss how I was feeling with. So I lived through books and my very own imagination. I don't know if I've ever told you guys that I love going to sleep, not because I enjoy sleeping, but I actually enjoy closing my eyes because I can control the narrative of my dream. I think that's called lucid dreamers, right? So I can control the narrative of my dreams and I can decide where my dream starts, where I go in the dream, and even if I don't like it, I can wake up quickly and change my dream's trajectory. It's kind of exciting because when I was little, I would always go to a place where my mother lived. And that is how my relationship with my deceased mother began. I could feel what I feel when I was sleeping. But when I awoke, I had schoolwork, I had to study a lot, I had dance in school, and I thought that I was happy. It wasn't until I became a teen mom that I first cried about my mother's passing. Take that in. Eight long years, I did not cry about my mother's passing. Eight years, I just was numb to the fact. I didn't understand what death really meant. I didn't understand that I did not have a mother. I didn't recognize myself as different or missing anything. And I think part of that is because my life was always in a state of chaos. So this was just another form of living in chaos. But when I had my son, I know I told you guys that I did not want to be a mother. And part of the reason why I did not want to be a mother is because I had no correlation. I couldn't relate to what that was right? I wanted to give my son something that I had never felt before in my life. And now I'm scared. I thought that I was going to actually mess up this journey, right? I didn't want him to feel how I felt on the inside, right? And so part of who I am today is my awakening, right? I have arrived at a place where I am able to feel what I feel. Part of this podcast and starting this was because I wanted the listener to feel what they felt. That is why we have to unpack, unlearn, right? Because otherwise we're just moving through life on autopilot And I don't want you guys to move through life on autopilot, right? Because then the world takes advantage of you, right? Because those who mean to do you harm can see your trauma. They can see your fears. And this feel what you feel just isn't about feeling sad, right? Because we also have this dual universe where there are people who only want to talk about mental health and wellness from a place of you need to get help which is true and then we have people who only want to talk about the vibes right about feeling and about energy and about it should only feel good and it should only be positive and neither is the truth right you cannot exist one in one dimension life is multifaceted our feelings are multifaceted but many of us a long life's journey, learn to live in extremes, right? What I mean by that is that I come from a generation pushing 50 where the boys in my life were taught, oh, sorry, something just fell. The boys in my life were taught to live in extremes, right? They were raised not to feel what they felt, Unless it was assigned to the construct of masculinity, like anger and aggression, right? So they're raised, everybody has feelings. When you fall and scrape your knee, if you're told, boys don't cry, shut up, get up, be strong. All of these ideologies, the constructs of manhood is not normal. You want to know how I know it's not normal? Because it is being beaten into you. You are being brainwashed to conform to the social construct of what masculinity is. And if your only idea of masculinity is anger and suppressed feelings, then you grow up, right? Eventually not even being able to tap into those feelings. It's so crazy because no one talks about the suppression of girls' feelings that often, right? Because I believe that girls are raised, especially in the generation that I come from, girls are raised to align their feelings with coddling men, right? So as a girl, you could be smart, bright, intelligent, have something to offer, but for the social construct of what a woman is, because part of being a woman in the generation that I came from was to align yourself with a man. So in order to do that, what you often felt and are wanted for yourself had to be stifled so that you can be accepted and chosen by a man. And a lot of that was because you needed to be provided for. So your feelings had to be stifled. Your desires, your wants, if you wanted an education, everything you want had to be filtered through the lens of what men said you could and could not do. These are extremes. And that's why I wanted to talk about feeling what you feel because I know many people who have been abused in their childhood, right? Or broken or not treated right. So we all come into adulthood, right? With many traumas. I am not a doctor and sometimes I wish that I had went to school to be a doctor because I would love to have these discussions from a place of knowledge and that you guys could trust it as fact. So I talk about these things from a place of feelings and uh, and from discovery, right? I like to watch people. I like to talk to people. I do have clients. I don't really take clients on anymore because clients are draining. Because in order to help someone from me, I have to be able to feel what they feel and then move through them in some kind of capacity. So that is what I try to do. So I don't I only take on clients that I feel like I can help. So when I see all of these life coaches be able to have hundreds of clients, my body doesn't understand how that is possible. But back to the trauma. I have trauma. So I feel like I can talk about trauma with you guys, but when you have trauma, you often want to shut down and that shutting down is your body's defense against dealing with the pain of what has happened to you, but it stifles you and you have to stay there and you can't grow, and you can develop arrested development, right? That means that you just stand still. Everything shuts down. And if you are unable to move through your feelings, then these traumas grow inside of you. And I believe that that is sickness, and that is the anxiety, and all of these other issues that our world has today, right? If you can't Feel anger, right? I once had a friend's son. We sat and talked, and people were saying that he's angry. And I was like, So he can be angry. Anger is not the issue. Anger is a real emotion, anger is a real feeling. Anger lets you know that you're in danger, someone has harmed you, someone has done something to you, and you have the right to be angry. So it is not the anger that is the problem. It is how you respond to the anger. Because what has happened is no one has taught you how to deal with being angry, right? They usually want you to deny your anger, right? Act like it didn't happen or move to a place of dormant. They want you to have your angry feelings to be dormant. But that is not healthy either. It is equally as unhealthy as those who have been taught to always be happy, like forgiving. That's one of the reasons why I don't like this word about forgiveness is for you. Because I don't necessarily believe that forgiveness is for you, right? Because I believe that forgiveness can be a form of manipulation. Because if you haven't done the work to gain my forgiveness, right? then you're not getting it. But I'm also not one of those people who holds on to what you did to me. I cannot forgive you and let go. And the reason why I can let go is because I believe that the higher power that I believe in will deal with you, whatever that looks like. I don't know if that's in this life, the next life, through karma, through a series of all of these other things, but I have no desire to seek vengeance on you. I simply do not forgive you and I simply do not welcome you into my life and into my energy. That does not mean that I don't wish you the best because I do wish you the best because I want you to do better than you've done to me, right? I don't want the energy that you gave me onto other people. But I've also thought about other words, right? There are grief. People say time healed all wounds. I don't know if that's true. My mother has been gone for over 30 years. The grief is still there. You just learn how to adapt and to live with it and to um, see the actual loss as a part of your life, right? So grief is a very important feeling. And if you skip over it, the funny thing about feelings is that you can think that you are skipping over it, right? You can think that you are hopping over it but all of our feelings you must move through. You cannot go around, you cannot go up, you cannot even go under. You must go through how you feel in order for you to be a whole human being. And the best part about feeling how you feel is that it teaches you to live in a place of balance, right? Dealing with how you feel allows you to move through the world knowing that situations will come up, but you have the skill sets to know that you will be all right on the other side. Isn't that something crazy that you know you will be all right on the other side? Isn't that crazy? So, this idea of trauma. And this idea of what I was talking about, mental health, grief, pain. And I spoke earlier about only the vibes. There are these people who only want to deal in the business of joy. They only want you to feel joy. They only want you to feel a sense of exuberant life. And that joy is a beautiful thing, but. There is no way to experience joy if you have not experienced pain, because how do you live in a state of gratitude for joy if you have not experienced pain? And I don't want anyone to fear, to experience pain, but as human beings, these feelings are what make up our, the, the energy and the colors of our very energy selves, right? Because we are... Balls of energy. And this ball of energy that we are, when we suppress joy or pain, this energy moves through our bodies in an unhealthy way and it manifests itself in how we see the world, right? Not dealing with your feelings actually changes your perception of the world because you are trapped in your own self. How can you be the you that you were designed to be if you have feelings and these expressions that won't come out because the world has said, don't. The world has said, I want you to be just happy. Or if you are angry, just be angry, right? That's what the problem is right now with all of the politics and religion and all these things. People are choosing to live in extremes because the middle where balance lies that requires that you know how to think that requires that you learn how to wade through the water and move through the water and move through these feelings and these emotions that we're having that noise that you guys are having in the background is me in new york city on the third floor and that's just how it's going to be until this podcast grows so if you guys want this podcast to grow share go to runonthoughts.com um listen engage make posts ask me questions because i really want to get into that also right i want to take you guys questions and i want to answer them on air and i want to dissect them and i want to help you help yourself to unpack and unlearn all of these things that you've learned because most of where we all live in is directly correlated to the society that has raised us right Like all these teachers that quitting, and I think I told you that I I was talking about that last week, right? And these teachers are saying that children are not being held accountable. It's the same as wanting your child to play in the game and not be held accountable because you don't want your child to be sad. Sad is a necessary emotion, right? There's nothing wrong with being sad. We talk ourselves through sad and we move on. But if we are never dealing with emotions and if we are never dealing with these feelings, we grow up. And now we have these humans void of accountability, void of how to recognize that you'll be okay, right? You have tools. You're sad, be sad. You're happy, it's okay to be happy. It's okay to even be happy in this world where so many bad things are happening because you can recognize bad. You can recognize good. You can know that, ooh, that was hard, but I did it. You can know that you fell down or that you lost somebody. You, these feelings that you feel are necessary and not feeling these feelings is trauma, not feeling these feelings is what's causing you to have anxiety, not feeling these feelings is what's causing you to lash out at those that you love. Not feeling these feelings, right? It is the day not feeling feelings builds on your fears. And when you are afraid, how can you stand in your truth? You cannot stand in your truth if you are not able to be. If you are not able to be your authentic self, then who are you? And then that becomes the problem. Because now you are moving through the world not knowing who you are because you have been told to stunt your own growth and so I am happy about this awakening that is going on that people are saying that you need mental health but part of this mental health is learning that you're not trying to never be sad you're trying to not always be sad but it is okay to be sad about a thing You're not trying to not be in pain. You don't want to be in pain all of the time. It is okay for your heart to be broken because someone has hurt you. It is okay, but it is not okay to think that it is the end of the world. But if we were all living in our truth, we would be sharing how we feel. And when we're sharing how we really feel about things, then all of this energy And this word toxic, right? I don't even think that I like the toxic word anymore. So I think this podcast is the last time that we are going to be using the word toxic. I retire it, right? Because it really is trauma. We all have trauma. We all have broken pieces. And some of us are doing our best to glue those pieces together. But when you are trying to heal yourself, stop thinking that the goal is just extremism of happy. And joy, like when people say, I only want to live in a place of joy. Well, that is unrealistic because when you are living a life and when you are trying to do new things, those new things will have highs and lows. You will fail. You will cry. You will rejoice. You will stand up. You will fall down. You will experience an array of things. And right in that is the butterfly of life. So while you are traveling down life's road, remember that life is colorful. It is full of everything. It blooms. And the only way for you to bloom is for you to move through life with your eyes wide open and ready to deal with all of your feels. I'm tired of talking to you guys. Bye.